Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. What's up Devin? What do you got for us today? My predecessor in this job left a man named Charles Grady as the winter caretaker. And he came up here with his wife and two little girls. I think we're 11 and 10. And he had a good employment record, good references. And from what I've been told, he seems like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and killed his family with an axe. Stacked them neatly in one of the rooms in the West Wing, and then he uh, he put down both barrels of a shotgun in his mouth. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I messed that up a little bit, but do you know what that's from? Well, it sounds like The Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> but The Shining, at least the movie, I've never read the book, but the movie has the son and the wife and then the husband um, as the caretaker. Right. But is that like, is that the original, like, is that The Shining, the book has the two well, in, in Well, in the beginning, um, the guy who's hiring Jack Torrance tells right. tells Jack Nicholson about this. Right, it's oh, like every up right. into this point, everything's real friendly. And he's like, "Yeah, how are you? you know, we want you to do this job." And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I can do it." Blah blah. I'm ready. And then he, uh, then he says, "I don't suppose they told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had in the winter of 1970." And uh, I don't believe they did. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and he t- and he tells them all about it. Um, don't believe they did. <laughs> I wanted to pick. Uh, a spooky quote because it's October and we're getting into the ah. fall mood. But I also wanted to talk about preparation and how do you prepare for something ah. that you have no understanding about, and how do you prepare for something that could go wrong? I guess maybe just the first point that you have no idea what can happen. You're preparing right. for anything, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Um, that's a good one, and and like with that, re- relating back to the quote, you know, it's talking about he's like telling him a story about this previous tragedy. So, does that like obviously it's some type of you know it 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 denotes or like talks about what's going to happen in the future? It's foreshadowing, right. but mm-hmm. right did did that story stick in his mind in a way that could like then make him do it? Or think about it, you know, like right, right. Did they did by leading with that story push him to do something like that, or right. you know what it would have happened anyway? And it's like it's almost like uh, <clears throat> you know if you if you talk to somebody and you tell them something that 
it's already happened, then they've got in their mind that this type of thing might happen. Or if you say, we're going to go camping, and last time we were there, we saw bears, and, you know, and, <laughs> and like, Dave chopped his foot with an axe and cut himself pretty good, and we had to leave early, and, you know, the bears got in our food. So, like, when you go, are you now in the mindset that there's going to be bears and there's going to be axes? Right. So, more likely to happen? Yeah, or, or, or someone, yeah, or someone, like, lets you, hey, man. I got this uh, Corvette. I'm gonna let you drive it, man. That thing goes. You got to be careful, but that thing takes off. Someone got hurt, but you can really go fast in that thing. Are you <laughs> right, more likely yeah. to stomp down on the pedal, even though you know what can happen? Right, <laughs> right. Because if you said like that, can, that thing goes. Like you hit the pedal and it'll go super fast. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna test it. But that doesn't get rid of the fact that tons and tons of people every day, every year get in car crashes right so it's not the fact that you don't know that it happens it's the fact that it's not associated with that story about what's happened in the past so does that mm-hmm. story push you into like doing something that you wouldn't normally do or you know affect the outcome of the of your your like next steps mm-hmm. right and in the movie obviously it's well in the book the idea that it's kind of the paranoid para- paranoid paranormal paranormal one of those right. para- <laughs> the the paranormal kind of helped move him there. In the movie, it's right. a little bit more mental. A right, little bit, right. maybe he also had a breakdown, but then stuff turns, obviously. Um, but I wanted to bring up, because uh, we're preparing to go on this trip, and it's difficult to figure out what to bring. Right. And I, I know some people <laughs> had, uh, I mean, there's been known murders before that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> or we're, we're going to get that when we show the Blackthorn up. Blackthorn Resort, yeah, right. Someone's going to say, I, I didn't suppose they told you anything about last year. And we'll go, no, what what happened? <laughs> and that, you, and mean, you mean when everyone got naked and danced around the giant fire? <laughs> well, we in, didn't know about your, that one. In your very campsite. Come walking up naked, like, hey, isn't this what we're doing? Hey. Uh, I guess that's not predicting a future. You, you, you put that in my head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> we are going up to... Sorry about that coughing in the mic. We are going up to Blackhorn Resort up in uh, East Durham, New York, for the Maker Camp this weekend. So exciting stuff! And yeah, so I uh, actually the Maker Camp, uh, the Blackhorn Resort. Their Instagram, they have an Instagram that's for the Blackhorn Blackhorn. But they also have one that's specifically for Maker Camp, um, which is the Maker at the Maker Camp, and uh, and they recently posted a <clears throat> an actual list of what to bring to maker camp. So it's like, what do you need to bring? And so right. the list goes like this. It says one is positive attitude. No negative, no negative Nellies will be allowed through the <laughs> gates. <clears throat> Number two is eye protection. We will have PPP PPE available. If you don't have any number three is ear protection. We will have PPE available. If you don't have any number four is hand tools. Got a favorite hammer, ice pick, etc. Bring it. Uh, number five is warm clothes. This is mm-hmm. an outdoor event in the Catskill Mountain. It might get cold. Number mm-hmm. six is work gloves. Maker Camp is a hands-on event. Protect those hands. And number seven is appropriate footwear. Closed-toed shoes are required for entry into any of the event tents. So pretty simple. You know, they're they're basically telling you, like, this. we want you to participate, and we want you to be part of what's going on, so... Come with a good attitude, eye protection, ear protection, hand protection, warm clothes, work gloves, uh, your favorite tool, and appropriate footwear. 
Right. So I like that. I thought it was a really good post because it was like what to make, what to bring, and basically that list foreshadows the fact that it is a hands-on event. <clears throat> which now, is really exciting. So that is the list for you, right. and kind of <laughs> for me, but not for me. Well, you know it is. I mean, it's, I, you're still going to be part of the maker community, right? But I, and I will need all those things, Extra but I, all, I also need everything else, right? Like. I, I was, I mean, I've, I've been going back and forth and thinking, I have a big camera bag, but I'm not going to carry that everywhere. So maybe I'll take one of my small back, small backpacks and throw my camera gear in that. Right. But then I go in between wanting, well, I should capture a lot of it and going, well, I want to participate. Like, I don't want right. to be the guy just standing around shooting. I mean, these people understand because they're all makers and half of them are uh, content creators. Yeah, whether so, whether that's YouTube or Instagram, right? Like so everyone, every, everyone's yeah, going to be having yeah. their phones out. It's like it's not just going to be me, um, right? So I'll be doing that. But how much of it do I do, and what exactly do I need to bring along? Um, what things can I trust? What gear can I trust? I uh, um, so we we I we were thinking we need a second camera, and we've been thinking yep. about getting a GoPro for a while just to have a second camera around it and different angles, but, uh, yeah, right. So I finally went out and got it and we, we agreed yeah. which one we would get. And so I went in going, did the GoPro research and said, well, I want, you know, 4k shoots 24 frames. And it also has this hyper smooth, like uh steady cam feature kind of, you know, crops in just a little bit, but they're getting better and better to where they really look good. Right. So even yeah. if you're holding it and you're running, it'll be nice. It'll be real, real smooth. That's awesome. That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. So you like so, walk around an event and everything will be like nice and smooth. Yeah. Like, yeah. It'll, it'll look like really nice. Super. That's awesome. <laughs> so That's I, I went in going to get the Hero 8 black and right next to him was an open box. <laughs> and the Hero 8 is 300 and the Hero 9 in is the open box is 400. Oh. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, and the Hero 9 usually is 400. Right. But so I see the Hero 8, and the Hero 9 has extra accessories. It has, like, another mount, and it has a little case to carry stuff in. Right. And I call someone over. I'm like, hey, how much is this open box? And it was 311 <laughs> So <laughs> nice. for, for 11 more dollars, we got the newer version with a carrying case. What's the uh, What's the newest version is the nine the 10 newest? 10 is okay. the newest but they've gotcha. been coming out with them so quick i think the nine's only like seven months old so oh right on yeah mm. <laughs> we can do that <laughs> but they're all they're all good the only really improvements i could tell was there's a front screen so you can you can uh get get your shot level if you're if you're kind of vlog style pointing at yourself right so and is that like a like a screen that turns around and faces front, or that's just a screen on the front as well as on it, the back? It's a screen on the front as well as the back. Dang! So right. next to the cool. lens is about a an inch square screen. Right. So you get a little thumbnail version of yourself, mm -hmm. so you can kind of right. you can yeah, so you can frame in your shot. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you can. Yourself. And I've already adjusted it. We'll see. I'm probably going to have it turned off to save battery and. Just so we're not right. staring at ourselves, or you're not staring at yourself. <laughs> um, right, yeah. Look at the lens, not the not the screen. <laughs> right, not the screen. <laughs> so there's that, and apparently it has better battery life. 
So it had a, another screen and battery, better battery life. So nice. That was cool. So I got that. And I got all the accessories. Got a little tripod. I was mess, messing around with it today. Um, I'll right. shoot some stuff tomorrow just to make sure it's all working. And I know it looks good and I can work with it and edit it. And then that'll probably be your, your camera for the weekend. Yeah, right on. And I figure nice. you can just, I attached um, that little tripod. It's like four inches. It's like a handle. Right. And then you, they can spread it out and it can extend up. Oh, so you can, so you can yeah. kind of hold it out or sit it down if we want to do a time lapse. But really, anytime you want, I figure you'll just have that in your pocket and pull it out and right. shoot some stuff. and Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, right on. I like it. Yeah, it's real nice. Yeah, I mean, and obviously we'll be there for what like three days i guess total right because we'll get there we'll get there on friday midday we'll be there all friday friday night all saturday all sunday and then leave on monday so we'll have two full days and then two partial days um so the i think the other thing is i think in your mind you're thinking you want to participate but you also want to capture a lot of what's happening Mm -hmm. now you know we don't need 10 hours of footage I mean, like maybe we do, but you know, we can capture it in say four or five hours of footage to make sure we have enough stuff. You know, capture a little bit of everything and get some like pictures and get some video and you know, try to put together a video. But but also, I think it's really like the great part about this is that it is a really hands-on thing where we're going to be interacting with a lot of people who you know we know of either you know have talked to or interacted with or just know of through the maker community or have never heard of. You know, so. It's pretty fun. I'm excited to, to get there and just to be a part of this event, which um, I was listening to the Fitzall podcast, which is Jimmy um, DeResta, um, what's it, um, Blacksmith Tools, which is Andrew, I can't remember his last name. He is a, and then, that's another full-time podcast? It, n- it's not, kind. it's not really full-time. Okay, uh, (laughs) I'll get that in a second. And then the third person is um, Hand Tool Rescue. Um, So the three of them do the Fits All podcast, which is just about like geeking out over tools and whatnot. And they're just fun and funny. And and, uh, you know, the difference between that and the Making It podcast, which is Jimmy and Bob and Dave, um, that's a much more clean podcast. They have like, you know, their kind of schedule is weekly. They do. They talk about what they're doing. They talk about, you know, their videos uh, they go into a little bit of a theme, but it's really like nice and clean and even, you know, they do this really good podcast, which I love. It's one of my favorite ones. The fits all podcast is like three guys, you know, there's, there's no like editing. There's, they're like crass, they're cussing, they're like ragging each <laughs> other. It's really funny. And they're just talking about random stuff, which is just great. So, uh, and, and it was funny. They were like, pe- Jimmy was like, people will say to him like, Oh, did that podcast get canceled? And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's canceled until we do the next episode. <laughs> so they just like they do it when they can. I think the last one they did was back in March or something. And then the one before that was in like December. And before that, it was like they were doing a little more consistently. So it's kind of like when they can all get together and do it. But I really like this. Right. And then Jimmy was talking about it again, just saying how much fun it is where at Maker Camp. It's like, you know, you, people are just there hanging out and working the whole time. There's no like. Okay, it's seven thirty. It's time to turn the lights off and everyone go to bed. You know, there's, there's none of that. Like, people would be working all through the night and hanging out and drinking and going to a fire and having a party. And it's just a giant, like, like they said, like a Woodstock of maker events <laughs> because everyone's <laughs> just there to have a great time. And so you get a lot of this, like, 
more intimate conversations and experiences because it's not just, you know, presenters and people going to the event are separate and, you know, there's gates. Like, everything's open. Everything's hands-on. Everything is, like, we're all one gi- giant maker community. Now, how long that'll last that way is different, you know? Maybe it'll mm-hmm. last, maybe it'll always be like that, but, you know, compared to what they what it had two years ago when they actually had the physical event to now, I think it's going to be at least twice or three times as many people there, which still is pretty small. I think it's only going to be three or 400 people, maybe 500 people, depending mm. on who's all going. But but that compared to something like a big maker event or a big, you know, con or something where there's like 10,000 people, you know, it's it's a little different. So as it gets bigger, it might get a little bit more restrictive. But but for now, I think it's going to be really awesome. I'm super excited. Yeah, I just don't want to put people off by me, like, having a camera. I mean, like I said, I'm sure a lot of everyone, there's a lot of people out there who have their phones out and their GoPros and their good gear, and there'll be camera people walking around. But I just want to, I'm thinking, I want to make sure not to be, like, I don't know, maybe, like, your camera guy. Yeah, not right, not exactly. not not for my own like because I want to be seen. It's just because I don't want to scare people off. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. when you see someone being followed around with a camera, usually people clear out of the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like people right. usually will will just move out because they think you're doing something. Even if right. your goal is to just show footage of you walking around the area, people clear out and people get awkward. And they like look at you and they go, oh, and they duck out of the way and make themselves more obvious. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, just stand there. You don't have to make a big scene. Like, oh, now that shot's ruined. But, right. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you said, because this is a maker event where ton, like the majority of the people there are going to be content creators, mm. there's going to be a lot of people with cameras around. And so, even still, like, there's still, there's still that awkwardness when someone walks up to you with a camera and you're like, oh, if you're in the way or, oh, did I get in your way or, like oh this is not a good shot of me or like people change because now you're being captured on film you know (laughs) like whether you want to or not but i think you know i think that's just kind of the mindset of the people that are there and maybe it's the way you're going around you know you're not you might not be following me maybe you're capturing some of what's happening you're capturing some of me i'm taking some pictures i'm doing video i think it'll just be kind of everyone's kind of doing their thing um and i think people especially makers who are content creators get used to the cameras being on and everyone's just working, you know, yeah. I might suck in my gut a little bit more, but other than that, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> other than that, it's pretty, uh, I think a lot of people that do that are used to the cameras rolling somewhere. Yeah. So. We just had to find a good way to do it. I'm still thinking about how I want to edit it and what it should be. And right. But the good thing about a six hour drive or five hour drive is we have plenty of time to talk about it. Yes, we do. Yeah. And so we'll be, uh, <laughs> I'll be dropping my, or I'll be, you know, putting my daughter on the bus at about 6.35 on Friday morning, and then I'll be heading your way. So I'll be over to you, probably over to you before 7, up to you, I guess I say, should say now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and we'll hit the road. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, So yeah, I mean, I think preparing for that, you know, we also, we'll, we're going to be camping, so... We're going to bring our tents. We're going to bring, you know, clothes and things. Probably, I'll probably bring a couple axes, of course, for splitting firewood <laughs> and having around the site. You know, maybe a couple more than I normally would just because that's one of the things I do. I'll bring some extra knives and things just in case people are around and want to see the gear. 
And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like trying to wonder what other things we could bring to like just have as you know, examples of things that have been made. Because I think that's I, the other thing. It's it's just a it's like a point of pride. There's gonna be a lot of people there that are makers. So they're like, oh, what do you got? Oh, what do you have? Let me see what I you would, make. What do you? Yeah, make? I was yeah. thinking that, and I was like, man, I should bring a good chunk of cash. Because I'm sure, yeah. I mean, there's some people selling stuff, but there'll oh, yeah. be a lot of people with a lot of nice things. And I want to be able to buy something there on the spot and pay for it properly, you know, and, and what it's worth. Right. So if there's something I really like, I want to be able to get it so I can't forget that. i got to pick up some cash. and um, Right. Yeah, I would say for you, yeah, just bring extra stuff because you know, maybe people will want to trade and do yeah, stuff right. or 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 check your stuff out or buy your like anything like it'll be cool yeah no i'm I'm really excited like i said i'll bring a selection of stuff that we've made and stuff that i've you know made and you know we'll see it's um it's funny because there's a lot of people who are posting about things they're bringing i'm like are all these people like presenting are they gonna have tables or is i guess it's just like they're just gonna be carrying stuff around i don't know I guess we'll find out. It's going to be a, but, you know, a lot think, of like just having some stuff. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, it's going to be a lot of people in long jackets just <laughs> flashing their wares. <laughs> Walking around with like duffel bags full of, you know, tchotchkes. <laughs> Check out all these things I've made. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I think it's when you get that many people of that are like minded together, it could go anywhere. You know, it could be like right. like it could be everyone brings something out that they want to show or like it's like something like the maker swap where everyone's going to be like putting in something and getting something back or uh, the big, they're going to be building a big giant like wooden dinosaur, which then will have a huge bonfire on Saturday night. A uh, little, like, little know, the, <laughs> burning, burning man style, huh? Exactly. Right. <laughs> a little burning man, you know, should we, awesome. should yeah. we dress up in like weird steampunk hippie wear? Like a Burning Man, <laughs> wear like a weird a windmill bike or something. <laughs> Come rolling in, <laughs> sell acid or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Yeah, he did. Uh, I forget who was talking about that, but someone was like, "You're gonna have a burning T Rex. You're gonna have this and this and this. Like, this is the like Woodstock of maker events. Like, what is going on? It's crazy. <laughs> you know, somewhere, yeah, Burning Man or like you know, something crazy. But yeah, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> It's gonna be super fun. I'm I'm really excited, yeah. and uh, yeah, and yeah. So we're heading up, and we'll be there on Friday. We'll be the whole there the whole time. We'll be camping. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, I I was considering also bringing my a couple longbows, but I'm not sure about that. Like, I don't uh, know yeah, I don't. But, yeah, I was actually shooting today, and I was thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, you were why shooting not? like archery shooting, or you were filming today and thinking. Archery. Oh, right on. Nice. Yeah. Shooting your bow? Outside in the nice big yard now. Yep, shooting my bow. Because yeah. it had been sitting out on the porch. Well, it's been on my son, my old apartment, sun porch. And now right. the new porch has a bunch of stuff on it. Like all the stuff that was on the sun porch has uh, is on, on the um, our grandmother's side when she was here. Uh, Her, right. that The big porch there. It's all it's sitting out there. And I... Uh, I realized that my bow was out there. It was just—it's been so foggy and wet uh, the last yeah. couple of days. So I was like, oh, maybe it shouldn't be out here. And then I was like, yeah, let me shoot it for a while. And I had the dog out and had my daughter nice. out, and my dad was around. So we 
we set some stuff up and we're shooting and we're having nice, a, right uh, a real good time. And my, he's already acclimated to the like the you know weather outside. And the yeah, like and stuff. So it's it's, it's, go, you know? it's been a beast, and it's yeah. I I don't know. It is what it is, and it's not super um, high poundage, you know. So it's right. not like this crazy like on the edge. 60 70 pound bow right i feel like it's light enough knock on wood that it's uh <laughs> light enough that i'm not putting crazy strain on it right right but that, that that's an that's an interesting thought do lighter bows are they less likely to break just because the stress isn't there obviously there's less material there so you could say maybe that would be one reason they would break but is a 30 right. pound bow gonna last longer than a 70 pound bow Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's a good question. I mean, you have more wood there, so mm-hmm. you know if there's more wood, then then the idea would be there's more strength there. But you know, maybe it's not. Maybe it's. It, I don't know. I think it's it's not necessarily about the weight. I think it's about the tillering. Like if you're if you're tillered right. even and everything's bending together, then it's all working together. If you yeah. like have tillered and you have some, you know, hinge spots where it's bending, well then that area is going is working a lot more than anything mm-hmm. else and it's bending further. So so I think, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter the weight of the bow. It's more how finely it's tillered. Yeah. No, that that makes sense because it's almost like you have two cannons. You got a yeah. giant really big um hilltop fort fort cannon that right. it, it's really made thick and big and then you have a, a, a cannon on the on the front or back of a ship much smaller right i mean you either one could probably break depending mm-hmm. no matter the uh size and violence of the uh projectile of the projectile right exactly it's the like evenness of the casting that matters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so if you're you know you're bending yeah exactly yeah right so as long as you have like an even casting and you're shooting the right you know amount of weight out of it or projectile out of it, then it's going to work correctly. Yeah, so, I had I had this thought while I was shooting. I was like, well, if it breaks, it breaks. But then I was like, I also had the thought, like, I really don't want this to break. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> my first and only bow. I mean, it could be. I'd probably make another one if I broke it. But yeah, I really, I really like it. So, <laughs> I really like it. Have, so have then you I noticed, I, like, is it is it hinging at all any place sort of, or is it bending really nicely? Or no, it, it I seems. Know. I mean, I know you know I don't I haven't looked at it many times in, in someone else's hands, right? So, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, I love it. It's it's light. It's not that heavy, yeah. but yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's, you, it's it's a good bow. You still ended up at forty or forty five, right? It wasn't. It's not like yeah, super yeah. Light, I think yeah. I think maybe forty, right? Okay, but I, I forget I forget the exact number. It could have been forty five, forty six, uh, right? <laughs> yeah it does yeah, a trick I mean, though it's cool man yeah and speaking of that i went to speaking of bows and archery i did go to the um the bow shoot last weekend that we talked about last week on the podcast so i ended mm-hmm. up going on saturday and uh, this is the royal archery and trial by fire event is a combination of two things the royal archery was an archery event that they do um, at this, um, at this, the Baltimore Bowman, and it's put on by the SCA, which is the Society for Creative Anachronism, which we talked about last week, right? <laughs> so it's like all the people that that like to role play and do LARPing and things like that in costume, um, and so you know you had to have had to have a long bow or a crossbow, like a traditional crossbow, not a not a norm, more modern crossbow. It's like a wooden crossbow, 
Um, mm-hmm. It had to be wooden arrows, and uh, mm. yeah. So it's it's a little funny because I like myself and Corinne were shooting. Nicole wasn't shooting, um, but we had the only. No, I did see one other traditional bow. I saw a U bow, but other than that, like every other person had a laminate longbow. Mm. You know, like fiberglass and wood laminate. You know, like everyone was a modern longbow. Right. Like, what the heck? Like, I thought these people were like, you know, traditionalists. <laughs> like, okay, so we're the only ones with like handmade bows or even just wooden bows. You know, it's like, right. I don't know. It's surprising. I was surprised. But, you know, and there was what, like 75 people there or something. So, what's the point of then only having wooden arrows? Right. Exactly. I mean, I think, I think you could technically have other, but that was like to be able to compete, they had to be wooden. <laughs> so, like, you could go and shoot. You know, like fiberglass or or um, or carbon arrows or whatever it is, you know, or aluminum arrows. But to compete in the actual royal archery competition, you had to be shooting wooden arrows from mm. a, from a traditional longbow or crossbow. So yeah, so there was um, so I said probably like sixty or seventy people. Um, we all did one big longbow shot in the beginning at like long distance, so like maybe a hundred yards first, and then eighty yards, and then sixty yards, something like that. We kind of moved forward. Um, and then we, um, then we broke into smaller groups led by marshals. So they have a bunch of like archers that have done it before, and then our trained marshals. Basically, they understand like the rules and how to do timing and stuff like that. So yeah, there are probably fifty out of the seventy people who are marshals. So they, you know, <laughs> it was easy to break up into however many groups we wanted. So we ended up going with the head marshal mm. um, named um, Colum. That was his name. And he um, he was an older guy, and uh, he was the head marshal. So it was like Crin and I, and he, and then one other guy, Nico, um, and Nicole was coming along with us. But the four of us went and shot, and we I think we shot about seven or eight different targets before we had to go. Um, so we didn't end up shooting the entire thing. But basically, the whole point was that you would shoot all these different targets with different like different rules. You know, some of them were shoot six arrows untimed. Some of them were you know, shoot for 30 seconds, as many arrows as possible. Some were like, you got to shoot at the target and you can only hit one thing that you aim at. Otherwise it doesn't count or it counts against you. Mm. And they had some moving targets. They had, they had a Robin hood shoot where you had to shoot at an arrow. I mean, at a target that was maybe like maybe 50 feet away. And then they had a pool noodle coming straight out from the middle of it. So the point was like to try to split Uh, the arrow to try to hit the end of the pool noodle. I I just thought you would uh, shoot at rich people. (laughs) <laughs> Robin Hood. <laughs> they had a bunch of rich people run through, like the king and queen. <laughs> but yeah, so we were shooting at that, and uh, that was kind of cool because it was you had to like try to hit the end of the arrow, and then they had it was a regular target target outside of that, so it was like you know three points, two points, three, four, five, something like that, and the arrow. Um, and actually, I was the only person who hit the end of the arrow on my very Ew, last shot, just nice. shot right, boom, right in the end of the arrow. I was like, yes, it was awesome. But uh, but that was a cool shot, and then yeah, we did some other stuff, and I was actually doing pretty well. I was I was keeping like I think Colum and I had about the same amount of points after when we ended up leaving. Um, nice. So I think I was you know shooting pretty good, or shooting well enough to probably make it into um, what they say is the the final sixteen. So you have like the the sixteen best archers, and then they have a shoot off with those sixteen archers to determine who the royal archer is for the year until the next uh, royal archery event, which is once a year. So. Hmm. I didn't end up competing all the way to the end, but maybe next year. But it was really fun. It was awesome. 
we um you know you have to wear the costume so i did we didn't we didn't end up wearing we didn't take anything we did just like they had some kind of tunics that you could put over and we just belted them around and we all had like leather belts and and you know knives and things attached to it and you know, some accoutrement to to make it fun and <laughs> and uh yeah walked around and shot and hung out and enjoyed you know kind of being part of the event which is it was really fun you know and everyone was like super friendly and really open and excited to to like um spread information and give us you know teach us a little bit about the sca and what it is in this area you know like from maryland i think down to georgia is called atlantia so it's like the middle east coast uh-huh. <laughs> and then from pennsylvania all the way up through canada like really high up in canada is the east kingdom um and then they have you know and like the rest of the united states is broken into eight or ten or twelve fifteen something like that different kingdoms so we're part of the kingdom of atlantia and the area <laughs> in which we were we live in is the bright hills uh-huh. the bright hills region of atlantia so it's pretty cool. It was fun. And, you know, the people that were there were really excited about it. And like I said, just um, willing to talk and tell us all about it. And, you know, and then also be really open about like the information of like where they lived in real life and what they call it in the, you know, SCA and what their real names are and what their SCA names are. And when they got into it and, and the kind of widespread, um, how, how wide, like the SCA is spread across the world. Now you have people like from all over the world who are participating and, you know, people from like, Japan who are, you know, yeah. you know, they're like samurais and stuff. And so it's, <laughs> it's kind of cool. You get all these different people who are kind of, um, who are LARPing from this time period from like 1600 back. You know, that's kind of like as the early as they come is like the 1600s. So. Well, if they did, if, if the Japanese did Japan, you'd almost think the Americans would do some type of native American native dress. American, yeah. Well, like, yeah, you can, I mean, except for. You know, like the 1600s in America, we don't really know because we weren't here. You know, like we kind of we kind of know, but we don't know. Like there's a lot more known about Europe in the 1600s oh, yeah. before. Right, right. So that's the thing. You know, it's like yeah, there's there's like Columbus and there's the Aztecs and right. <laughs> so that goes back even like further and further. But yeah. you know, if you go between say like a thousand and 1599, you know, what's that in the U in the Americas? Well, right. You know, so like you know, conquistadors and stuff. Right. So why did you have to leave early? Well, it's funny you say that. We ended up leaving <laughs> early cuz we were supposed to come help you move. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh so it was like I think one o'clock or so and I was like we we really got to go. You know like we were, we got there around 9 or so and then the archery event started at like 10:30 or 10:45. Mm. Um and then it was like, you know, 11.45, 12.45. So we were there for like two hours shooting. I was like, oh, we got to go. <laughs> so then we left and got home. And, you know, we also had to get the dogs and stuff. They were home. So and I sent you a text. And I was like, all right, we're about to head up. Where am I meeting you? Are we still at your house moving? Are you? And you were like, yeah, we're almost done. You don't have to worry about coming <laughs> up. I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, damn, I should have texted from, I know, that's from what the I, Bowman. You know, like that, that was my point. If it was, yeah. if I would have known you right. were still there. They just said, hey, yeah, just stay. It's Yeah, and in my be- mind, too, it was like it wasn't just you moving. It was like we are going to be doing more stuff with mom and dad. So it, already in my mind, before the weekend happened, I had in my mind that, like, it would be all day on Saturday and then some into Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, you know, if I do a couple hours, three or four hours in the morning on Saturday here at the event, which we had already, you know, we planned for months ago, um, it would be no big deal. But, hey, you know, when we have a bunch of brothers and, you know, people who can help, 
things get done quick ish. Well, we had we had a twenty eight foot box truck, and I think we had seven pickup trucks. Damn! Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so we had a, a one trip caravan. That's awesome. <laughs> and you guys, I think you said you and Caitlin had already filled up most of the box truck with like everything that you could carry. Well, to, no, to we know. had we had put about. 20 boxes in there 30 20 to 30 it was a, like our living room was full of boxes right. that we had packed right and so we cleared that out once and then we filled it up again gotcha so we still had a lot and there was only you know it wasn't much of the truck but and i was thinking man this truck's so big i don't think we're gonna fill it like i didn't even i was thinking maybe we won't even need the rest of the trucks but sure enough man we we accumulated a lot of crap so <laughs> just <laughs> how does that even happen like you had a i know two-bedroom apartment you know like but it's and, i, I mean, guess it's, a sunroom yeah, and it's yeah. relatively big and we have yeah yeah the sun yeah. porch and we had all the stuff behind the couches which was yeah, and the furniture the right, shelves right. that we yeah, made with all yeah. that stuff and all right it's just so much that we we got and uh i mean you could almost think of it as a a, a two bath two bedroom house like right, it's, it's yeah. a decent size and so yeah we filled up everything and all the trucks <laughs> we <laughs> had a huge crazy. a huge convoy on the Jeez, way up that's awesome. pretty much every, everyone who came had a truck so that was it was nice. good and we we just kept pulling them up to the one side of the house and then down the hill was the box truck um, <laughs> and then uh yeah a lot of people came we just busted it out and that's i love i love a one trip move yeah, I hate, right, I hate exactly. going back once you've already done the drive and going like, uh, like yeah, here we just, go again. Yeah, right. I don't care how much it is, but if we could do it in one trip, like we like, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, exactly. But, if but, it takes four hours to get everything loaded <laughs> on one side, and then you drive over and you got to unload it for two and a half hours. Right. You don't want to have to go back. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like let me let me take six hours and load everything in mm-hmm. as many trucks as we need, and then go <laughs> over and unload it, and then be done. You know, it's like right one and done. Yeah. So we just had a, a lot of people ready to kick butt, and we got it all in. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah, the parents are still here and hanging out in the RV and doing little things and helping out. And I'm learning more about the house and <laughs> what I have to do. And, <laughs> right on. And uh, but it's it's been great. And uh, the dog, our our puppy, he's loving life. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm I'm going out all the time. We just couldn't spend that much. I mean, we could, but. I just didn't have that much time to spend in last month. We're packing and doing stuff and crazy right. busy with work. And, you know, he got outside some and went out and we'd let him out and take walks. But he's loving it now because he just hangs with me and we go all over the yard and clean stuff that's up. Awesome. And he's just running back and forth. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, you know, like the the move wasn't ex- super expected. You know, it was kind of a last minute thing for our parents. They kind of decided they want to move and then started looking and then offered up the house to our brothers and the rest of our family, like if anybody wanted it. So you and Caitlin ended up deciding to buy their house, which is where you're moving in now. But like you said, the, the last month, like from probably like the end of August until now, which is the beginning of October. So like through all of September, it's been super busy. Like you've been busy. I've been busy, you know, the move and everything last minute, which is why like we actually we haven't shot much and filmed much because we haven't had any time. And, right. um, 
And actually, one of the things that we were going to participate in, which you guys know in the past, we participated in the maker, the knife maker challenge on YouTube. There's another knife maker challenge happening, um, which is the Bowie knife maker challenge. And I, we haven't really talked about it much because it's kind of a little bit down low. But when we had um, Dennis Tyrell and Aaron Lee on after the last maker knife challenge, the knife maker challenge, um, we talked about doing the Bowie knife. So, you know, mm-hmm. I can say that. But and that was our plan was like after after doing the um the projector box which we finished like the first week of september um was to make the bowie knife right and we had up until even up till now like we had a solid month which is more than enough time normally we just didn't have we just couldn't get together at all you know and i was like we kept being like can we do it yeah we can do it all right you know when when can we do it i don't know when can we do it you know like (laughs) you with baseball and me with work you know going back to work and and the move and everything it's just been crazy crazy busy so mm-hmm. we ended up, we had to to back out of the knife maker challenge unfortunately but there are still um a bunch of really awesome and talented knife makers that will be doing youtube videos which are going to be coming out relatively soon so we'll talk more about that once they come out but for all of you that were excited for us to participate in the knife maker challenge we will not be participating although we will still be making the bowie knife because i've got all the stuff to do it and that's an awesome build so Knife. I did tell the rest of the guys, like, I won't be able to participate, but when I do put the knife out, which will be sometime in the nearish future, we'll do, um, you know, we'll shout out the rest of the knife makers and stuff and send people over to check out their videos on the knife maker challenge. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so we'll still get done, but, you know, it's just sometimes life gets in the way and you got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, we just didn't, don't have the time at all. I mean, I, in, right. in moving, I just told Dustin and I was going to come down to his place and record because i just had no room to even right. put yeah the the desk up and get the computer plugged in but finally today we got everything we got the internet hooked up and got the desk and the computer i was you know since until about an hour ago i didn't have anything here so I, right you were I like built i think it all I can get up. everything set up you know you were like texting me like yeah like two hours ago think i'll be able to get everything set up to the podcast team. i was, I was like okay i was finding i was everything for some reason i i packed my computer in six different boxes i, I don't really understand how that happened but i'm looking all over the house like where's babe you know where the keyboard is yeah right exactly do you know there's yeah, actually, a where did i put the monitor um, the monitor you have to pack separately but it was like the keyboard was separate there were certain um like hardware and stuff was oh, it was just right. All and over then the like house. all the all the podcasting gear. I'm sure you like had in a separate right. and Then, I, then I had to find yeah. The, oh my gosh! <laughs> but that so I, tough, I like yeah. yeah. I, I found a, a great use for the for the uh, for the neck knife dust. I've been wearing that oh, nice. around the house, cutting boxes open <laughs> yes. for the last three That's days. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get in your way on your hip. You know, you, if you're moving stuff around, yeah, you got right no, on your it's neck. great. Yeah, that's great. Nice. Awesome. Uh, the only fun. dangerous part is is when you pick up your daughter and she's right there at neck height. She <laughs> wants to grab it. Um, that end, I was using the uh, the axe that you made me and I broke and then we rehung it for the channel. Did we rehang it for the channel? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah, was it, yeah, we did a video on it. Was like picking it. A, was it picking a handle? I forget. Uh, maybe that or, was it. Was it the, the dimension? St- the the store bought handle, maybe? Maybe it was that. I can't remember. Um, so I think I, it might I, have been like, like you, you know, using a store-bought handle for, uh, you know, how to pick and how to rehang and you know and uh, and kind of mod a store-bought handle to make it like a nice axe handle. Mm-hmm. That must have been the one. So I'm I'm 
I'm walking around the yard looking at stuff, and then <laughs> to one side of the yard, there's, I mean, there's woods all around, and to one side, mm-hmm. there's about twenty feet of woods, and then there's a big field, right, and hills and stuff, and a really nice view, which I've always liked. But, I mean, you know, some of it, it I think the majority of it is the farm's property. Right. But I still wanted to clear somewhat of a view out looking there. Nice. Now, it's yeah. not like I, I can't chop down a ton of trees and stuff, but I can clear right. a little bit of an opening so that you can kind of see it from the yard. And there's also a nice path out there. So I just, uh, yeah. so that, was, just that was a good that, feeling. That, so nice. so, I, <laughs> yeah, so I grabbed that axe. I was like, oh, I can, I can do what I want. So yeah, that one should be like freshly sharpened and freshly hung. Oh yeah, oh shoot, it nice was great. So I just yeah. I t- took it out there, went to town. The dog was loving it, and <laughs> nice. we, were, we were having fun. It cleared it out nice, so you can see right through. And uh, I had lunch there a couple times. I just walked out and sat yeah. sat on the edge of the 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 field. It was great. Field. Yeah, that's a great spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have like from that spot we can see like eight different fireworks displays off in the distance. Like on Fourth of July, we were up there. Uh, this 4th of July, and um, yeah, I saw a whole bunch. We were right there on the edge of the field just watching all the fireworks displays in the distance. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a good spot, man. That's an awesome spot. I'm, I'm glad that it's that you guys got it and that, you know. I'm, and I'm really excited to, like, see what you do with it because it's just fun. You know, you have this almost like a blank canvas that you know really well. It's right. like we've known it because our parents have lived there for, what, like 10 years or something? Yeah. Yeah, you know, probably right before I went to grad school, which would have been in two thousand eight. So you know, maybe more than that, twelve or thirteen years. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and they've done a lot with it. Our grandparents moved in, and they actually expanded the house to the second side. So there's like a whole addition, a whole second addition, like double the size of the house and extra porches and stuff. And but the potential of like what could be done is, you know, it's like having a space that you've looked at for a long time, and now you're like, okay, now what can we do that's different that makes it yours? You know, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's uh my wife has plenty of ideas. There's <laughs> no awesome. lack of ideas. Yeah. And that's how it should be. That's fun to like, you know, like you said, you got to make it yours cuz otherwise otherwise it's just going to feel like mom and dad's house that you live in. You know. So it's like <laughs> right. you got to like, you know, and, and I guess it's the same thing with Drew and Steph. Our other brother and sister-in-law, they moved into my grandparents' house um down in, in Baltimore County and um you know, and they did a bunch of stuff too. So, like when we go in there, it doesn't—it no longer feels. Even though, like, my dad grew up there, and then we we grew up as kids. You know, we always went to our grandmother's house, and now Drew and Steph live there. So, you know, it still it still has that feeling. You're really you're familiar with the space, but it feels like their space. Right. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna make it nice, and we got plans, and uh, but the the yard is sweet, and I've, I've been enjoying it. Right on, For man. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. I wanted to... Sorry, I'm writing down a timestamp. You were getting a little glitchy, and I want to make sure when I go back and check the time to make sure it doesn't sound weird in the recording. Okay. Maybe it's that that country uh, internet you got. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I talked to them. I'm supposed to have good internet. Yeah, I mean, it seems it sounds fine so far. Oh, I man, I got, a, I got the sketchiness of internet companies <laughs> never ceases to amaze me right I'm, I'm always assuming they will and they always hold up their end of being sketchy and like the first woman i said look i don't want cable i'm, I'm 
the house is canceling cable. We just want internet. And the first right. person quoted me 120 a month. Right. When uh-huh. the deal we had before was 100 for cable and internet, obviously it was up to like 150, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But 120, I was like, what are you talking about? And just for have, internet. Yeah. Just for internet. Get out of here. And, and they... I have all my own gear, so they're like, oh, they'll bring it down this this much, this much. and But then I talked to another woman. She starts at 40. Yeah, what the fuck? I was like, so <laughs> so which one is it? So I had to, like, figure out. You always have to, like, ask a million questions to these people. Yeah, right. I'm trying to figure out what's real, why, and blah, blah, blah. And, and when will it go up? I know in a year it will go up. So how much will it go up? And then two years we'll jump up again and... Blah blah blah. Anyway, we got a pretty good deal, but I'm definitely checking the speeds to make sure they're right what where they where they, they should are. be. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. If I'm paying for certain speeds. Yeah, like, right. I better be getting those speeds at least ninety percent of the time. Like right. we understand there's like you know s- slowdowns for random mm-hmm. reasons. That is what it is. But you know that should happen the you know the bare minimum of amount of times. Right. Yeah. Right. So cool, man. That's awesome. So tomorrow's your birthday. <laughs> birthday. Yeah, birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank so, you. so tomorrow, today is Wednesday. We're recording a day earlier than we normally do because uh, tomorrow is Devin's birthday. So we'll be going out. Any other plans for the day that you have so far other than just still, you know, unpacking boxes? <laughs> um, no, nah, we got some errands to do. I got, got some stuff to go and buy. We'll just have a nice day. We'll go get some lunch and then uh, hopefully we'll all go out to dinner. Uh, yeah, right on. Mom, dad, you, and every, the family, and some of the brothers, and maybe uh, our buddy guy will come down, right go get some Mexican, but just have a nice, a nice fun uh, Evening out. day, yeah. and then I'll, I'll grab a couple beers, and we'll come home, spend some time with the wife, I'm going to watch the new Dave Chappelle stand-up, and uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a good night. And then go to sleep, and wake up, and go to make your camp. Yeah, yeah, get up early, so yeah. it's, it's fine, it's good stuff. <laughs> Nice. That's oh, awesome. and and I and I've been buying so much stuff, camping stuff for your <laughs> camp, just because I have I have stuff, but it's always been. So the the two types of camping I go on are, family camping, right. where we do kind of just I car guess, camping, so tent sites, right? Yeah, all nice big blow up stuff, real nice tents. Yep. We always have hot showers nearby. There's always some type of lake or swimming, right. and and you know we do really nice. Um, yeah, and that's, like, and that's from a lifetime of acquiring camping gear. So we have right. like everything we need to to live almost like we're at home, but in the woods. <laughs> right. And then yeah. the other camping I've done is some winter camping with some buddies, and then there's like drinking camping where it doesn't really matter. Half the time I would just crash with someone. I had like right. one sleeping bag. Like, hey, can I sleep in your tent? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, by the time you go to bed, you're not even going to be thinking about it. Bed. Right, it doesn't just, matter. Like, collapsing and going to bed. Yeah, and you wake up the next right. morning and you keep drinking. Yeah, right. <laughs> drinking camping. So I the, like that. Yeah, so there's <laughs> that, but um, just straight up real like cool weather camping where we're going to have to make right. a, a make a a campsite, even though it is car camping, but it's a little rougher. And you know, we're going to have our mattresses and stuff. So I was looking for pads and I was looking for warmer sleeping bags and i've normally had right. and things like that so i bought a bunch of stuff so i guess that's i've been buying myself a lot of little presents because nice. while you're there i'm like well i want extra this and i want a new frog togs like a uh, waterproof 
a suit thing and a yeah right and this i want that <laughs> oh this is cool so i've just been buying all types of camping gear and nice and outdoor uh, gear and yeah. stuff that's sweet yes yeah, so i got a new sleeping bag and pad and everything i'm all right nice. ready to go would you get for like an air mattress would you to get something like that? Uh, i didn't do air mattress cool? i i just got a um i might end up using one of yours one of the small ones but i uh okay i just got a like a camping pad like a fold-up light foam pad thing um and i'll probably bring some blankets along yeah that's it okay <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, you were, you were saying you would be using ours anyway. So we had the, I have a full size or like a single, and then I have a, a what is? I mean, I have a I have a couple other ones, but the ones that we normally use is the single, which is about three and a half or four feet wide. That's usually what our daughter uses. And then we have a, um, uh, what it's it says it's a queen, but it's more like somewhere between a full and a queen because it's kind of small for a queen, but it's plenty good. So those are both newer ones and hold air really well. They don't leak at all. So. Will be set. Yeah, that, that would yeah, be cool. Yeah, camping is yeah. It's a little different I, too because you got to make sure right. you enough warm stuff underneath you because you could you can easily get cold at night because you don't have like that uh, insulation underneath of you. So, but I'll be bringing a right. bunch and of the, comfort and that, stuff. yeah, that yeah, that was the thing I wanted. I mean, I have a Queen Air mattress too, but I, I didn't necessarily want to. I don't know. I, I didn't want to bring right. that. And and I feel I've done it before and I got cold. Like I have done winter camping right. trips where we had air mattress and it just was so. That air under you, man, it gets really cold sometimes, even if you have yeah. stuff under it. So, I was yeah, just we actually some we pads went, and some comforters and just yeah. stacking them and laying on that because I, I I sleep pretty good wherever, and especially when we're working all night and shooting and right, we'll be drinking and, drinking and hanging out and having fun. Yeah, I'll just we'll, I'll just pass out and crash. Yeah, yeah. There's um, we went we went camping in maybe April or May. So it was like right, you know, one of those times of years where it, it could be warm for the weekend. It could be like 80 or 90 or it could be 50 or 60. And this particular weekend was like the 50 or 60s weekend. So we went and at night it got down into the 30s. And the first night, Nicole and I were pretty cold um, on our bed. Like we had you know, like a, fle- a couple of fleeces and something below us in the sheet. And then we had, you know, our comforter. So it was on top. The top of us was plenty warm, but the bottom was cold. So. The following night, we had just an additional sleeping bag that was our friends, and they ended up leaving because they had, um, they have our, our friends Kate and Sean have an infant, so it was a little cold for him. So they ended up leaving a day early, and gave us their like two person sleeping bag, which we just like opened up and put below us. So it was like one more layer, and that made just all the difference having that one yeah. more kind of comforter layer. So yeah. so I'll just be doing that. I'll bring like I'll make sure we uh, you know I have. Plenty of layers for underneath of me, and then a couple layers for on top as well, and I'm sure it'll mm-hmm. be fine. It does say that uh, I was looking at the weather for Eastern New York today, and as of today, Wednesday, um, October 6th, uh, in East Durham, New York, we have, let me check again, um, I think it's like 60s, uh, D-U-R-H-A-M-N-Y. We have for uh, the next couple of days, uh, Friday should be a high of 67, a low of 49, um, mostly sunny. Uh, Saturday is a high of 59, so we're looking at about 60s throughout the day, and a low of 50. So it doesn't get too much lower at night with about mm-hmm. a 25% chance of rain. And then Sunday is about the same, 58 to low of, fi- low of 60 or a low of 50 
with a 25% chance of rain. So, so it, it, it may be a scattered shower here or there, but you know, 25% could be nothing, you know, you never know. Right. But I think it's going to be awesome. So but it is going to be about in the sixties throughout the day, which is perfect for me and for you, I'm assuming, you know, it's like that oh, yeah. weather where it's like cool and you can wear like a sweater if you want, or you can like take it off if you're working and just be in a t-shirt and jeans and like, it feels perfect or even like shorts sometimes, you know, like it's the perfect weather for big guys, <laughs> like 60 degrees. Oh, yeah. That's perfect for working outside, hanging out with people. I love it. I'm excited. Yeah, it was like when we, when we went to the when I went to the timber in July, it was like eighty five and super humid out, or like eighty <laughs> and humid, and I was just like sweating my ass off the whole time. It wasn't even that hot, and I was just like concentrating and working. And when I get outside and I concentrate and I work, it's like I just start sweating. I can't help it. So I'm excited to have a nice cool weekend. Awesome. Yeah, me me too. You know, yeah. we'll have boots and long pants and stuff and shirts and button ups and all yeah. types of stuff. And it'll, yeah, it's perfect weather for that stuff. Yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. All right, so I have, uh, since it's your birthday tomorrow, I figured I'd look up some of the famous people that share a birthday with Devin, October Ooh. 7th. Um, can you, Do you know any of that off the top of your head that you know of? Uh, Yo-Yo Ma? Yes, yep. Yo-Yo Ma <laughs> is one of them. Yep. Yeah. Which is awesome. I know when I saw that, I was like, sweet. That's awesome. Yo-Yo Ma. Nice. And I think that's the only one I remember. Oddly enough, there wasn't any huge ones. I feel like, so there there are some pretty big ones. Um, so, the number one I'm looking at thefamouspeople.com. So people that share your birthday, if I can get past all these advertisements, what the heck? Get out of here! I hate stupid advertisements. <laughs> uh, number one is Vladimir Putin. So <laughs> oh, okay, sure. all right. The, the president of Russia. Powerful, powerful. <laughs> Born man. in uh, 1952, mm. from St. Petersburg, Russia. He's five six, <laughs> yeah. So he was born in on October seventh. Uh, Simon Cowell, oh, from, uh, what's that? The uh, America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. He's also born in nineteen fifty nine, from the UK. Uh, number three, we have Heinrich Himmler, of the Nazi Whoa. Party. Oh, oh my! <laughs> A Nazi commander. He was born in nineteen hundred <laughs> on October seventh. <laughs> oh, geez. he died in nineteen forty five. He was five nine. Born in Munich, in the Kingdom of Bavaria, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got John Mellencamp. So John Mellencamp. Oh, the, the Cougar. Born yeah, John Cougar yeah. Mellencamp, the Cougar. He was five, the five, the, five, eight. the worst part of the uh, Farm Aid show we went to. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. Who, who gives John Cougar Mellencamp an hour set? Wrap it up. <laughs> Let's go. <sighs> And then There's we got uh, Willie Nelson and Neil Young yeah, coming right. up. Let's go, pal. Exactly. Yeah, Nathaniel Rateliff, <laughs> Alabama Shakes. Like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> Let's give them more time. Uh, we got Tom York, the singer-songwriter. Um, was he from in Radiohead? Is that Tom York? It looks like it. Tom, yeah. Uh, Elijah Muhammad, the religious leader from... Oh. Yeah, born in 1897. <laughs> Dang, born, he died in 75 Man, a long life he was 6 feet tall <laughs> ah, uh, Tony time. Braxton American R&B singer Tony Braxton let's see there are some other good ones let's see where are we are Mookie Betts baseball player from I think he was on the Red Sox Red Sox yeah Mookie Betts 
5-9. So Red Sox just beat the Yankees in a wild card game. Two. Yeah, that's right. So two. the two enemies of the Orioles yep. duke it out. I, I don't know who to root for. I guess you root for neither, and you're happy at, right. at sad fans on either side. You said Yankees won or Red Sox won? Red Sox won. Okay. I was. I guess I was kind of rooting for the Red Sox over the Yankees. Really? I don't know that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're um, just as bad now. Yeah, no, they are just as bad. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Charles Woodson, football player, born in 1976. Is he a basketball player? Charles Charles Woodson. Charles football. Okay. Can't maybe Raiders or something. Charles uh, Woodson. Desmond Tutu, anti-apartheid <laughs> activist Whoa. from South Africa. Born in 1931, 5'10". Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah. <laughs> born in 1955, he's also 5'10". He was born in Paris, France. Ah. The cellist, Yo-Yo Ma. Cello. And let's see, anybody other cool? we got a bunch of other names on this list, but I'm trying to find ones that people would recognize. Um, right. I think that's it. I think that's all the all the good ones. But that's pretty good. Like, That's that's a pretty good list of, um, of famous people who are born in on... Uh, October 7th. The 33rd Vice President of the United States, uh, Henry Wallace. Uh, yeah, good old Wallace. Wallace. Oh, Nathaniel Rateliff. Speak of the devil. Really? Nice, yeah. <laughs> he was born in 1978 in St. <laughs> Louis, Missouri. 78. Yeah, Nathaniel Rateliff. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, take it easy. It's not that old. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Wait, that's his makeup artist. Bobby. Bobby Brown, the makeup artist. Evan Longoria, another baseball player. Mm-hmm. There's lots of uh, lots of sports people on here, but even yeah. oh, Michael W. Smith, <laughs> musician. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm just going down the list. I'm up to 55, but not, Holy not that moly. interesting. But there you go. So, hey, well, those are good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, those are good ones. Yeah, no problem. Those are fun. I have like Lord Nelson, and that's all the only one I can remember. Okay. Born January twenty second. I'll have to wait until January uh-huh. to find out who was born on my birthday. <laughs> Putin, <laughs> Yo Yo Ma, and Heimlich. All right, Kimmel. well, I think that's all we got, man. Oh, I can say I can do a little teaser. So next week on the podcast, we will have Justin Dietrich, who will be one of our returning guests. And uh, so he'll be back, and uh, when he comes back, uh, he, we will be talking about the podcast. Um, so, I'm sorry, we'll be talking about Maker Camp. Uh, and it looks like I lost Devin. And how long? Just now. I just lost him. So maybe maybe he uh, his audio was weird. But I lost him, but we were finishing up anyway. We'll see if he can come back in. I'm not sure if he can join me, but maybe he can. Maybe he can join back in. But, yeah, we'll have Justin Dietrich back on and uh, – and at that time, we'll he'll we'll be talking about all about all about Maker Camp and and what happened and the timber frame that we put up and uh, and all of the you know shenanigans that we all got into. And uh, at that time, then we'll we'll see uh, you'll have a little bit more of an in depth look into everything that would happened and uh, and what I got from the Maker Swap, which would be really sweet. So. Um, Either way, uh, it's going to be awesome, and we're really excited. I definitely lost Devin, um, and it looks like I'm still recording, though, so we'll see. Uh, but uh, we hope you guys really enjoy this. It's been a blast. Um, we are going to, um, you know, um, 
make sure that we keep on putting stuff out each week. Sorry, I'm a little like flustered because Devin's texting me and he's like trying to join back in and I'm trying to like tell him to join back in, but also keep talking. So we'll see what happens. So, all right. So it looks like he may be back. Devin, are you back? I can see you, but I can't hear you. Well, he's joined, but I can't hear. Test him. one, two, one, two. There we are. Now I can hear you. I got you. Can you hear me? Yeah, there seems to be two two of me, though. I can only see one, and you sound okay on my end, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. If it's real funky, it's right at the end of the podcast anyway. It's no big deal. So I was just uh, <laughs> I was telling the listeners about uh, our, our guest for next week, Justin Dietrich. Oh, yeah. And how we'll, uh, we'll do a fun follow-up to Maker Camp, and he's, like, he's heading up the timber framing um, structure and that end of the whole thing, which I think is going to be a ton of people participating. That oh, it's going to be to help put that together. Yeah. That, I think awesome. that was one of my thoughts. Like, man, I want to do as much as I can on that and really be yeah, right. involved in, in raising that thing. And that might be where the GoPro comes in handy. We'll sit that and do some type of time lapse and yeah, right. we'll get our, uh, yeah. get our hands dirty. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm going to bring my, uh, I have a nice Osage orange um, mallet that I made a bunch of years ago, which has got some good weight to it. So I was thinking maybe we could also bring the mallet, the like handmade mallet that we made here too. So mm. for the mm-hmm. video, for the on the channel, we can bring them. You know, having some big things to like hammering because there's gonna be a lot of like joints coming together and and uh, you know pegs going through. So you know, our it, marking knives. It might yeah. be a good idea for us to have like a duffel bag, right? Of right. of tools. And maybe we could. It could also be camera equipment. Yeah, right. You know on. What I mean, then we could just know. You and I could both know. We have everything in there. Right. Exactly. And I, you know, I, I know there's lots of, um, lots of campsites. So I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to get a campsite. I'm hoping that's not super far away from everything happening. So mm-hmm. you know, if we need to walk back and grab something and come back, it'll take us ten minutes or something. So yeah, I, I don't know how. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how close it all is. Like, yeah. Yeah, I only saw when I was there. I only saw like the the campsites that are as you're driving into um, the Blackthorn. So you're kind of coming down this tree wooded road, and then mm-hmm. on the right side there's some campsites that go all the way up, leading up to like where we had the timber framing stuff. So I know there's I know there's acres and acres of more campsites other than that. So, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure where they are. I just never I never went further into the resort. So, but mm-hmm. there are apparently lots of them. All right. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll be able to find something fun. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, so we'll have Justin Dietrich on next week, and we'll we'll do an awesome wrap-up to Maker Camp and <laughs> yeah. talk all about what happened and all the shenanigans we got into and uh, all the people we met and connections and relationships we have built on. and Ruined, it's, it's burned. Exciting. And ruined, yeah, right. <laughs> all the people we insulted. I was actually talking to uh, J.C. Master. He sent me a message because I shouted him out a couple weeks ago. And, uh, and he sent me a message saying that he was talking to Roy from Vintage Axe Works about, like, have, he was saying to him that he should be a guest on our on our podcast. Mm. And Roy was like, yeah, it'd be great. No problem. Sounds cool. Like, you know, I'll, t- I'll chat with him and whatnot, whatnot. And, you know, Roy and I have talked and messaged back and forth a few times. Um, but uh, but he was like, I was like, yeah, I'll see him up at Maker Camp. You know, I'll, I'll talk to him then. And Messer was like, yeah, when you see him, tell him to eat a dick. From me. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll do that. I'll be sure to do that. That's like all those guys' relationship. They're all just like, you know, this fun, like, insulting. That's just like that, the dude's relationship, you know. 
So that's funny. I was like, I'll make sure to do that. <laughs> right. Jason Messer says eat a dick. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be yeah. fun. All right. Well, uh, I I'm, I think that everything worked fine. Like I said, I think I lost you for like a minute and I was kind of stumbling through because I was trying to like see you were texting me. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I'm not sure what happened. So it should be fine. But um, yeah, so I was saying before, you know, just make sure you guys don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram. We'll post a bunch of stuff there. I'm, I'm going to try to do some more stories during Maker Camp on Instagram. So that way you can see what's happening. Um, and, you know, we'll be we'll just be keeping in touch with people and letting them, you know, showing fun thing fun things that are happening and uh, updating you that way. And then head over to uh, the Art of Craftsmanship on YouTube and subscribe there. Like and send messages and comments. I saw I was I forget what it was. I forget which video it was. Somebody, one of the big YouTubers that I follow, but someone put a comment on their one of their videos that said, "This is for the algorithm," and that was it. Like it was like a comment just just to put a comment, and it was like it had all these likes and all these laughs and stuff on it. I was like, that's great. This one's for the algorithm. <laughs> algorithm, you know, like they know when you comment, it helps to like push the videos. So, it does. Like, what, a, what a fun comment! It's great. So, go over there and let us know what you think about the videos, and uh, and Oops. if you want to support us further, head over to Patreon. You can support us there, and that makes a huge difference. Or you can just uh, share share the podcast and tell more people about it, and send people our way. That makes a difference, too. What's your recommendation? My recommendation. So, my recommendation. <laughs> Skip past it. Thank you. I know, right? Going right to the end. Um, recommendation for this week is Niels Ogren. And uh, Niels is a um, a blacksmith and uh, axe maker um, over in Sweden. Swedish axe maker and YouTuber. He has a YouTube channel. Um, and you can find it that way too. Niels Ogren, N I L S O G R E N. And on Instagram, it's at Niels Ogren. But he does really awesome axes. He's been um, forging axes for only a couple years, and um, and just really beautiful work. Doing some double bits, doing some more like bearded Viking axes, and then just kind of standard forced, you know, kind of um, Grand's Force Brooks style axes that are just really beautiful. Um, he's got you know. Just a great style and uh, and does some really awesome stuff and has that kind of Viking feel to a lot of the stuff he does too, which is really fun. He also just uh, recently had a little baby girl, I think it was. Oh. So he was oh little boy, sorry. So yeah, little baby boy. Oh. He had a couple couple months ago, maybe a month or two ago, and so he was he was out of the out of the forge for a little bit, you know, taking care of his little baby boy. But now he's back and doing some more stuff and posting videos, but. He does some really awesome stuff. He, um, I don't know how close he lives to Torbjorn Amon or Oman, who's another awesome blacksmith YouTuber. Like, does some really clean work and really awesome videos um, of blacksmithing. But I know they work together on a few videos and a few different axes and stuff. So he's got some good people around him, and he's making some cool content. So go check him out again. That's uh, Niels Ogren um, at Niels Ogren on Instagram and uh, Niels Ogren on on uh, YouTube. Go check them out. Very nice. I um, want to apologize that I, I don't get enough, like, people recommendations. <laughs> it's just because I don't follow necessarily the same type of people Dustin does. Mm-hmm. I Well, the Art of Camera Guy does just because I like to see what's going on in our community, but that's not necessarily the people I'm always watching and consuming right. for content. Um, so I, I don't well, have, nice I thing. don't have as many of those 
Yeah, but I think that's also the nice thing about having the two of us doing recommendations because a lot of times you'll recommend like a good book or a movie mm. or something, and I'll recommend a person or a maker or you know. Yeah. So it's a good a good balance of different things. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Oh, uh, actually, <laughs> I am re- I am recommending a tool today. Um, oh, nice. It's something I bought on a whim at uh, Home Depot. And it's right. the uh, it's a uh, it's I don't know what's well maybe I can look it up. It's a cobalt ratcheting screwdriver. Okay. It, uh, yep. There's a lot of ratcheting these and that and this and that and blah blah blah. But it's uh, you hold it in the middle, and that's the ratcheting area, and you spin the back like you would a normal screwdriver. But because of its gears, it goes six times faster. Whoa, so every nice. turn is almost, it's like six turns. Nice. So That's the awesome. ratcheting action, and on top of that, the, the part the you hold action. is yeah. left or right. You just slide it up or down. Ah, but it's sweet. really nice. And it's, it's only like, I don't know, between 20 and 30 bucks. And it's right. the size of a normal screwdriver. And once you find something like that, it's like, why am I using normal screwdriver sets this thing is awesome right. you just hold it and i crank it back and forth left and right like a normal ratchet and it and it it continues in the direction you want it to right 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 so if you're if you're loosening up something a screw in the wall you just go left right left right left right and each time is like six turns right so, foot, 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 and three or four it's out and i right. i used it so much getting all the screws out of the walls and everything and breaking down stuff and building stuff during this move. It's so nice for 22 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. It sounds like a really good, like, like a homeowner tool. Mm, yeah. Something yep. that when you, when you're going to be doing a lot of stuff around the house and mm-hmm. making things and mm-hmm. putting up things, it's like, there's a lot of tools like that that are kind of gimmicky that are really designed specifically for, um, like a single purpose. But, you know, and, and like, when I use a, a screwdriver, like a handheld screwdriver, it's to put a screw in that only has to, that's like small, and I don't want to mar the end of it, you know, something like that. If I'm going to do anything more than that, I'm going to use a drill. Right. So, but having something that is like quick and easy that you don't have to worry about a battery that you can do all those kind of household mm-hmm. screw things with, mm-hmm. that's the one thing that you want to keep in like a toolbox that's in the like pantry exactly it's you know that's like the it's a really convenient thing to have around that you don't have to go grab your battery power drill to do that right and right and you it's a hand thing so you're not going to over crank something or it's it's just really nice it's it's something that yeah if you're looking into that type of stuff get yourself a little um bag of tools for the house that it's it's awesome right for putting screws in walls and anchoring stuff in and building furniture it's it's really good right on is cobalt isn't is that like that's lowe's brand is that i think it is yeah i said home depot cobalt. but i think i think it is i think it is lowe's right. it's with a k cobalt yeah yeah the blue yeah i think that's their brand it's like um rigid is home depot's brand gotcha it's like they have their no it, it's it's solid i mean it, i mean i don't know nice. i haven't used it that much but i've used it for probably six months it's it's really oh, right cool on. Yeah, yeah nice i thought you had just gotten it recently like for the mm-hmm. move but no i just sweet. bought it on a whim oh, when, okay. I, when i was there and i was like oh that's kind of nice blah blah because blah. i had always had that the drill that gun kind of yeah the little cranky yeah. little hand and i love that I, yeah. I just love yeah. the i 
I love when you set gears and pulleys, basically, right? You set it up right. smart. <laughs> yeah, right. To where you're working <laughs> and, and it's it's working for you. It's it's doing something. So I always like nice. that type of thing. And I had been looking for something to replace it, and I think this has. Sweet. Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, that well that makes the recommendation better that it wasn't something you just bought recently. It's like something you've had for a while and you know. Oh yeah, I can honestly recommend that it's that it's like a good product. Yeah, like I might may have not I might like you said, I might not be making maybe you wouldn't use it for big projects or you're not gonna you're not gonna build a deck with it, but it's Right. If you're gonna throw it in a bag of things to have have for in the house it's it's well it's six times better than a uh a, a, a Phillips screwdriver. screwdriver. <laughs> I could say honestly that it's at least six times better. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Right on. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. So did our recommendation. Thanks for reminding me of that. Oh, we almost, yeah. almost missed that, but we snagged it in right at the end. So We will see. Hopefully there's some of you guys listening. If you do yes. see us there and you do see me following with Dustin with the camera, say hello. We want to chat to people and be involved, so come talk to us. We are ready to get down and enjoy ourselves and get dirty and, and have some fun and meet people, and uh, we are excited. Yes, absolutely. All right, so hopefully we see a lot of you there, and if not, you will be able to catch the uh, the make the, the Maker Camp follow-up podcast next week with Justin Dietrich. It's going to be awesome. So mm-hmm. thank you guys all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.